Hello! My name is Patrick, joined with my friend, as always, Trey, and we are Amongst Friends. Hello, Patrick. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. The latest I think we have ever recorded, 11, just after 11.15 p.m. Central Time. I know you're an hour back, yeah. uh, so this should be an extra fun, quasi-delirious show. <laughs> That's fine. We'll look like that. Uh, as we're speaking, Trey showing me pictures of his uh, younger brother. Also, he, how how long has Jack been sending you like random, candid selfies? Probably going on three years. Just three? I'm surprised it's not lo- longer. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I have. I mean, I'm going to put together an album of just his ridiculous selfies you could do i think i've told you this before but you could do an art gallery probably of because he takes them i know i keep saying he takes them in such an artistic way where you can't like he crops out like the the phone the selfie game strong yeah it's ridiculous 10 10, plus 10 to selfies dude like there's never they're always at like the perfect angle like they're not awkward at all Absolutely, I, I'm. I've never been more proud of my brother. <laughs> That's, I don't know what to, how to <laughs> interpret that. Uh, so I wanted to talk with you today about something that we've actually talked tan- tangentially about quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this past Friday, I gave my six weeks notice at my current job, leaving the uh, hospital industry to go work for a physician practice. And the process of giving my notice and telling people and trying to really think of my narrative in terms of my five to ten year plan, which surprisingly we don't, most people I don't think have have to do very often in terms of explaining why, you know, I'm leaving this path of work and I'm going into this path of work and I'm making it not as a reactive uh, decision, Mm -hmm. but as a proactive decision. Right, right. And... I had some thoughts on kind of that process for me and what that was like, but you are in a similarly, um, I don't know what to call it, like transitive state given that you're in, not in medical school, but you're in residency post-medical school. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your approach to your next 10 years, especially because it seems to change so frequently yeah (laughs) Uh, well i haven't worked on my selfies yet so (laughs) i think that that's that's my next 10-year plan no i think it's an excellent question and i just had to say congratulations yet again on making that switch just before i've ruined it all by calling in (laughs) and telling them the truth (laughs) you'll you'll notice i didn't list you as a reference I know. I did notice that. And I was like, smart man. That's why, that's why we're friends. So, good thing uh, I just called him anyways. <laughs> I know I wasn't listed as a reference, but I feel compelled oh. to tell you. <laughs> uh. no, no, no. So joking aside, I mean, the, the next 10 years, I, especially the years after residency, to me represent an unexplored area that is extremely exciting to me if only for the possibilities of us working together if only for the possibilities of really controlling have just having more control in terms of work output and what that work is being spent on 
you know, right now, you're well aware of this, is so much of what I do, in fact, I would say an overwhelming majority of what I do is not determined by me. And that's fine. Because, one, you can't control what patients come in, you can't control what you see, etc., etc. I understand that. But more, the, the second one, you're not the boss. And far from it, you're the one who's facilitating an enormous amount of work that goes into patient care. Um, this is a discussion in itself, and... And depending on who's listening, it's hard to know like what people's understanding of medical care is, like what it actually takes. Just from the clinical side. You know, I'm not even talking about the administrative side. I can't speak to that. Obviously you can. But you know, it's just an, an enormous amount of work. And so little of that is determined by me and other residents. And that's inherently frustrating for someone who feels the urge to lead who feels the urge to create, feels the urge to improve. Um, because so much of residency is, is not those things. Rather, it is to persist, to kind of continue. So the next 10 years, kind of in brief, even though there's a long kind of rambling road, in brief would be the ch an exciting time, a chance to be, to reclaim that creativity um, in some form or fashion. That's the question. That was the, what are the details? What do you think is the... So I think I would use similar language when talking about my prospects over the next five to ten years. And I would also say that it's using that same language in terms of self-determination, um, driving my own path driving my own decision making in terms of not being held to the whims and to the you know uh, the I don't know the the will of a larger power mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. was the biggest item or the biggest uh, turning point for me in evaluating this current job I just took was I was I'm now being offered a position that affords me more decision making authority and mm -hmm. less direct oversight, which is scary right. in a way, because you'll just, you know, you'll drive yourself right off a cliff. No one can sure. really grab you. But is more in line with being more self-determining in terms yeah, of deciding. Yeah, it's meaningful. Yeah. And do you think that sets us apart from most people? I, I hesitate to use the term most people, but do you feel like that's a different something that's unique to the two of us in terms of desiring that? No. I just think that I think the desire is ubiquitous. I think the will and the ability to execute is uncommon. I wouldn't say rare, but just uncommon. And the reason why I say that is that rare implies that it's the number of people. Uncommon, in my mind, implies the ability to actually do it, whether that's opportunity resources, uh, settings, you know, it, it, it's very challenging to be able to grasp a creative and fulfilling and meaningful work aside from finding it. You, you have to have a stable family life ostensibly. You have to have some financial resources to take that risk. Um, you have to live in, I mean, just even backing up a country that is stable enough 
and supportive enough of such of such um, you know prospects. I mean, it, all the things that go into that. So, I don't think the desire is that rare. I mean, many people feel that way, even if they can't articulate it. But I think the execution of willpower is uncommon. Okay. Yeah, the... That's my opinion, so... Yeah, it's hard. It's just hard to know. It It's not something I hear expressed very often. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting to me. And Well, keep in mind, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but keep in mind, like, I, I'm surrounded by hyper type A people. Like I'm surrounded by doctors. Okay, that that those are my peers. And those in whether like intelligence is not like I don't presume to say that they're like smarter than the general population. That's not what I'm talking about. But you are I am within a selected population for certain traits. Some of which is like leadership and perfectionism and and so on. Now some traits, as we've long talked about, are kind of bred out or at least actively discouraged. So I think that may very likely actually colors why I have that opinion versus you. Where, I mean, you're seeing people of all ilks. You take you headed at this hospital, the janitorial department, like the pharmacy, the operators. I mean, like how diverse a range of people and backgrounds, education, socioeconomic statuses. I mean, it's just it's shocking. I, I don't deal with that degree of diversity. Yeah, it's it was very interesting to interface with all those people and granted I didn't have a chance to speak with all of them or have discourse with all of them on mm-hmm. um, these sort of matters right. but it was interesting to me when uh, on Friday I gave my notice and was telling people and having these dialogues I realized that the very element of describing to people that I wanted to be in an environment that felt more fertile for long-term growth that people kept bringing me back to, well, what about the stability? What about the pathway? Sure. You know, you're on this sort of path. And then I would counter again by saying, right, it's somebody else's path, though. Right, I, right. I don't really, you know, the, this road that you're describing feels more like a, a track. And, like, right. I can't, you know, get off. Of, they're like train tracks, and I'm wanting to, you right. know, turn in a different direction and I can't you know you're right. locked into right. this path this train's going to New York but I want to go to Florida right right <laughs> it's like, exactly it's understand. I like New York but I want to go to Florida and the the feeling like I was in a career path that offered me nominal um, diversity um, one of the executives when I, I told them that I was planning on leaving uh, asked me uh, you know offered me a, a sort of a different opportunity but an opportunity that was like you know, picking between like vanilla. You go to New Jersey, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, oh, you don't want vanilla ice cream? How about vanilla bean? It's right. Like, no, Mexican no. vanilla. <laughs> like, no. It's I appreciate that, but people living within the paradigm, right? And right. the element of my approach to being a professional that I want to maintain is this sense of having fresh eyes and uh, opening myself up to the industry as a whole. It's probably some of the best advice my, uh, you know, I don't even know what to call him, but my first boss, who's been, is my largest professional influence, he advised me on in terms of being a, a someone who's open-minded and learning and a lifelong mm-hmm. learner about the industry. He said, just always stay open, always be Absolutely. open to 
experiencing the industry and learning new perspectives on people that you consider successful in this industry? So we were close to friends in this, I promise the audience, but like uh, I hadn't realized we hadn't talked, I should say, since you actually had given your notice. And uh, you know, what was your overall impression besides what you just talked about, like people kind of favoring towards Was it taken well or was it? Uh... Yeah. The, the two things that surprised me the most or that stuck with me the most, one was this sense of jealousy or envy, this sense of you're getting to do this new thing. And, you know, the new thing is always seen as like, oh, wow, that's so cool. You get to kind of do that. Right. And then the lack of understanding in terms of my reasoning, like when I would give the specific reasons, people kept not misinterpreting it exactly because that, you know, sure. and maybe it was just my inability to articulate it properly. But people seemed surprised when I gave them the specific reason. People seemed to right. think that I misunderstood my path or that. I just wasn't satisfied right. with how quickly I was progressing on the path. But New York's great, Patrick. <laughs> Did you need the train to go faster? I mean, it's yeah. I, well, is this seat okay? Right. Like, no, no. And uh, that was uh, that was the part of the experience that, or those two elements, stuck out to me. And that's what actually got me thinking and thinking about the conversations you and I have had and your yeah. approach to this exact same experience because. You know, you have this opportunity to pave your own path, and we've talked a little bit about that in terms of these emerging fields of study within medicine. But then mm -hmm. there are obviously a ton of pressures on putting you down a more traditional path. All right, Absolutely. Are you going to do critical care? Are you going to do, you know, family, you know, internal medicine, family practice medicine? Yeah, right. All of these right. different elements. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, 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 the <clears throat> pressure to go to New York is great. I'll just put it that way. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically seen as the only stop. Now, because I've selected to where I'm going. So I'm at a large academic institution, uh, a prominent internal medicine training program. And so it's expected that a majority of... Uh, these trainees would go on to a fellowship and therefore an, uh, hopefully an academic appointment, uh, but at the very least achieve one of the traditional core fellowships of internal medicine, so cardiology, gastroenterology, pulmonary critical care, etc. Um, and not only voicing an interest in something else, is difficult because there aren't resources to generally support that. It mostly stems because, I mean, it's as if someone came up to me and started asking me for advice on how to learn Finnish. Like, well, I, I mean, there's there's the internet. You know, you I'm sure you could do their books. I imagine. You know, I'm completely ill-equipped to have that conversation. As opposed to if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, I'm interested in playing the drums. Why don't you could you talk to me about that?" Like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel, I think, a lot of the times when discussing and trying to plan out this 10-year plan like you bring up, how can I have this conversation? You have this mentor, this old boss at you, 
has been so fundamental in the decision that you made just now, but also in the decision that you're going to make in the future, because you were mentored in a way that opportunities were more diverse than than they seem, and that's less that's less seen, I think, far more in medicine. It's much more prescribed, which is good, but it. it it's good if you fit in that, right? Like right, and and that's sort of that that cycle you get stuck in, which is, you know, wondering. Yeah, it, it's just hard to put words around it, but it's just giving me a lot to think about in terms of, you know, what, why you and I may be approaching this differently, or or again, maybe we're not approaching this differently, but it just certainly mm-hmm. feels like there isn't this. This this sense of unsettledness that is driving yeah. change in in my life and driving you to challenge you know, your your medical training um, in some distinct ways and some of it too comes I think some of it that in, some of the elements that influence me come from my following of you know, comic book writers and mm-hmm. you know, other more not artistic, but creative professionals, podcasters, mm-hmm. who seem yeah. to have paved their own path, who right. started out doing one thing and then said, well, I still want to do, I I am passionate and interested in this thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like how it's being expressed in this particular job. I want to jump out on my own and do something a little more distinctive. And they just do it. Right. And that seems so empowering to observe and watch people do that, to take a skill set. And everyone has different skills that they express themselves to varying degrees and uh, you know you have varying combinations of them. But to see people really try to maximize their utilization of those skills is so inspiring. I absolutely agree. I mean... Yeah. So, it's been it's been a, a, a highly emotional and highly um, cognitively stimulating exercise. Made me very thoughtful, and it makes me thoughtful about and curious about you know you and your development, and you know what what these things might hold. Absolutely. You know, I mean. I agree. I mean, again, it is exciting. It's exciting to uh, have the desire to ask the questions and be able to ask the questions because even though uh, many of the questions and alternative um, these alternative aspirations aren't exactly um, supported uh, in residency, they're not exa- they're not cast down super strongly. You know, so there, there, while there's no incentives, there's not there are no strong disincentives um, not to think that way, which is good because it gives me affords me the chance to ask the questions, to talk with you, to talk with others who may lie on that spectrum, right? Like that creative spectrum, um, it just makes it a little harder. None, nonetheless, exciting. Yeah. Well, buddy, I think uh, that's probably the extent of our topic shorter than usual episode but appreciate you letting us um, explore a little bit uh, that idea 
Absolutely, dude. Well, thank you so very yeah. much. So once again, uh, there is no Facebook. There is no Twitter. There is no email address. This is the exclusive way to access the Amongst Friends content, but we appreciate everyone listening for your continued support, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you all so much.